Welcome to the Erickson Covenant Church Podcast. We're happy that you would join us for today's teaching. As a church, we're passionate about helping people find and follow Jesus, no matter who they are or where they are from. If you have any questions about Jesus, the church, or the teaching you're hearing today, please don't hesitate to contact us online at ericksoncovenant.ca. And now, let's listen to this week's teaching. Well, after the children's story, I'm not sure I want to preach on (laughs) this passage. (laughs) That was pretty good. Anyway, so how, how many of you have visited Israel? Okay, half a dozen, a little more. Yeah, uh, Cheryl and I were there on our 25th wedding anniversary. We flew there from Kazakhstan, and uh, it was a wonderful time. One of the things we did was to walk up some hills on the edge of the Sea of Galilee, uh, perhaps near where the Sermon on the Mount took place. And uh, we could sit on the grass and look out over the sea and just imagine what it was like for Jesus' disciples. And I want you to do the same. So I'd like you to close your eyes. Imagine that you're one of Jesus' disciples sitting at his feet during that special time 2,000 years ago. Down below is the Sea of Galilee, and you can just see over to the other side. And he took you and the rest of the new disciples up into the hills a couple of days ago for a special retreat together so that he could give you some needed teaching if you're going to be a disciple. He's talked about character, righteousness, sincerity, humility, purity, and love. He's talked about living in light of what God wants rather than what people want. He's talked about prayer. He's talked about our relationships, how we have to be careful in judging others. And now he seems to be talking about prayer again. And he's saying, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Okay, you can open your eyes. I think it sometimes helps just to do that kind of imagining, to put yourself in the place get an idea of what it was like to be with Jesus a little more than when we just hear words, feel the power of it. And uh, this special, this particular teaching that Jesus is giving must be quite important because he says it twice. You know how Jesus sometimes said, amen, amen, and other things? To just add power to it. Here he says twice, ask seek and find. So how does it strike you, that teaching? It's, it's a saying that confuses me, uh, like many of Jesus' teachings, till I start thinking hard about them, because it's a statement that's contrary to normal experience, right? Normally in life, even taken generally, it's not true. We don't get everything we ask for. 
It's always interesting to hear about those little kids say what they asked, and it sounds like they mostly got it. They've got, they got nice parents. But we don't always get what we want, what we ask for. We go to the bank and get a loan and, and discover we can't get one. Um, different things. Asking does often produce results. And, uh, but this idea of asking for things is maybe a little contrary to our culture. We lived in Pakistan for many years, and, um, and one of the things we had to get used to was the way people would ask us for things. And sometimes they would ask very directly. Sometimes it was just to say, oh, I like that scarf, which meant I want it. And, uh, and to, to, it's part of the culture there to ask boldly for things. But to us, it came across as rude and pushy. And uh, so until we learned how to say no in culturally appropriate ways, we were stuck with either saying no in a way that was offensive or else giving away things that we didn't want to give away. And uh, it, was, it was an experience. They even have a, a proverb there that says, uh, even a, something to the effect of even a mother doesn't give milk unless the baby cries. Right? That's, that's a, a part of the culture. Our culture is a little different. And uh, giving, we don't give as free, we don't ask rather as freely as they do. Um, but then as we look at this thing of Jesus, it's not about general giving in society, asking one another, because he makes it clear it's about relating to God. And that's the next part makes that clear. When Jesus said, which of you, if your son asks for bread, we'll give him a stone. Or if he asks for a fish, we'll give him a snake. If you then know your evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask him? It's an interesting argument there to support this um, encouragement to ask. And uh, first you know, our father's love for a son is such that we can make the generalization that uh, when a father, um, he won't respond, he will respond to a request for something good. He won't respond to a request for something good with something bad. That's just, that's generally true. And then he says, okay, and you know that you're not really all that good, are you? Well, father's, you know, we're not. In fact, he says you're all evil. <laughs> he says, you're evil, but you still give good things to the people you love, especially to your children. You have a real bond there. You give good things to your children. You're evil. He says, if that's so, then think about your father in heaven, who is good, good, good. He's only good. How's he going to respond if you ask? And uh, so it, it makes sense, the argument. But how about your experience? What's your experience with asking God 
for things. Can you count on God to give when you pray? Is that your attitude whenever you pray? Perhaps not. Perhaps slowly without even noticing, you've stopped asking God for anything significant. Because prayer doesn't seem to affect the real world. If so, I can sympathize because I find it easy to drift into that state. And I think we need to grapple with two or three things as we respond, try to respond to this teaching of Jesus and become regular askers. First, uh, this saying of Jesus, ask and you will receive, applies only if we ask for good things. He makes that clear in his illustration about the Father. God only gives good things. So if we ask for things that aren't good, we're not going to find the gifts flowing freely. In fact, James, you know that passage of James where he kind of, maybe he's commenting on this statement of Jesus, and he said, you don't have because you don't ask God. And when you ask, you don't receive because you ask with wrong motives. You may spend what you get on your pleasures. So, And in Luke's gospel, it's interesting, again, where Luke talks about Jesus, this saying of Jesus, ask and seek and knock. And uh, he reported it a little differently there. Perhaps Jesus spoke on different occasions. And instead of saying, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him, Jesus is reported to have said, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So, So when we ask God for things that we want for ourselves, for our own pleasures, then God may not respond. When we ask for good things, says Jesus, particularly the Holy Spirit, then our Heavenly Father will answer. So when our requests line up with the will of God, we should be expecting him to respond. That would just fit with who he is. Because he is a loving father. He's our father. So uh, secondly, I think we need to understand we're encouraged to ask even though God knows what we need. And perhaps that's sometimes you think, oh, God knows, God knows my needs. I'll just leave it up to him. And uh, in fact, earlier in this sermon, if you remembered what Jesus said about prayer, he said, um, even before you ask, your Heavenly Father knows what you need, right? So he needs it, and if he knows our needs and is able to meet us and he loves us, surely he can be expected to do so. Apparently not. He wants us to ask. And it seems to be that it's for our sake that he tells us to ask, not for God's sake. He knows the needs. But for us to be ready to receive the gift and understand it as a gift from God, we need to ask. And so he says, ask, seek, knock. Even if you think God being who he is, let's just pass by prayer. 
And uh, so as we pray, then that brings our hearts in line with God, makes us ready to receive and to acknowledge him as the giver, to give thanks to him. And it develops our relationship with the Father. John Stott makes a, a helpful distinction between God's gifts. He says there's two kinds of gifts. One kind is the creation gifts. So they're gifts that God gives to everyone, right? He says the sun shines on the evil and shine shines on the good. God makes the rain fall on the good and the evil. It's the same. Food. God gives food. We look around. People who are non-believers, God's providing food for them like he's providing it for us. He provides rain. Everyone, he's given us all life. Just uh, That's part of being a, a human. God gives children. Gives children to the evil and to the good. So some gifts that come from God, they're just given to everyone. They're creation gifts. And then start talks about the other type of gift as redemption gifts. And these are gifts that are only given, that are given in response to prayer. So salvation, right? We come to God and ask for salvation. He gives salvation. Forgiveness, the same thing. We need to daily come to God and ask for forgiveness. Deliverance from evil, peace. Faith, hope, and love. All the various things that Jesus has been talking about in the Sermon on the Mount so far. All these things, they're given in answer to prayer. Redemption gifts. And these gifts only come then as part of a connection with the Father in the context of our relationship with the Father. And that's the third thing that we need to understand. Prayer doesn't come outside a relationship with the Father. And I think looking at this section of Jesus' teaching, it's important to see that he doesn't just say, ask, and it will be given you. He says, ask, and it will be given you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened. And although he just illustrates the ask part, the seeking and the finding, the seeking and the uh, knocking, it applies to those two, those three things, to ask, to seek, and knock. They're different. We ask to receive something that the giver has, that we know he can give to us. We seek for something that we figure we can find ourselves. We just don't know where it is. It's different. We might need guidance, but we, we're not expecting the thing itself to be given. Then knocking, that's when we're looking for access to a person or to an environment. So these are all parts of growing, of going forward in our spiritual life, of moving on. If we never ask, we never seek, we never knock, our life is just going to fizzle down to nothing. It'll just stay the same, become blah. And uh, that's not the kind of life that Jesus wants us to have. So he's talking to the disciples there and he's saying, look, move forward. Ask for things you need. Don't just stay where you are. Seek for the things that you don't have or the things that you need for the way. Knock when the door seems closed, when you need special access to God, when you want him to do something special, when you just want to 
come into his presence and enjoy his presence. So, I think just looking at this, we need to see the asking in terms of that. It's an ongoing relationship. It's a growing relationship that means more than just asking. There's the seeking, there's the knocking. Moving on. The main issue that Jesus is addressing here really is our concept of God. Right? God, Jesus says God is a father and he's a loving father. And we're very familiar with that term. But Jesus just went at it again and again. With the Lord's Prayer, he came at it saying, our, taught them to say, Our Father. Here he says, look, you need to compare God to a good father. That's who he is, a good father. Father is someone we can comfortably come to. That we know he has resources of knowledge, at least, and love, and maybe a lot more, in the case of God, a lot more. He's a loving father. If we don't have our concept of God right, we're not going to ask. And we're not going to ask in the right way. It's critical to have that concept right. And although it seems very basic to talk about God being our father, it's a very powerful concept. And I think it's easy for us to lose touch with that Ah, the way you can lose touch with your father, too. Just uh, when I moved away from uh, my father when I was, uh, well, I guess left home at 18, but moved to another country when I was 24. Just saw him occasionally since, and then he's since passed on. So seeing that, The difference is that God is forever there. He's the eternal father, the good father. And Jesus seemed important to make that point, a good and generous father. And if we truly believe that's who he is, we will engage with God. We'll engage, we'll ask, we'll knock, we'll grow closer to him rather than slowly wander away and get lost in our own other concerns instead of the concerns of God. So hopefully that kind of, uh, that te- this teaching of Jesus has clicked somewhere with you as to that relationship and understanding who God is. We're just going to move on from that and look at verse 12. It's a very different passage, right up against the other one, and he says, so, so in everything, and so you think, so, 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 why so? <laughs> and, uh, but it seems like Jesus is referring back to a lot of teaching, like the teaching we had last week about judging others. A lot of relationship there with people. He's just talked about relationship with God, but a lot of what he's talking about is relationship with people. And he says, so in everything, summing it all up, do it to others what you would have them do to you, for this sums up the law and the prophets. So the golden rule for relationships, right? It's um, very well known. We probably try and apply it sometimes. 
But sometimes we come up with other rules, you know, for ourselves, like, what would Jesus do? And uh, very popular for a while. It still pops up occasionally. And it can be useful as a way of thinking, how should we behave in this situation? The problem is that Jesus isn't here to ask what he would do. And uh, we're not usually praying when we uh, talk about what would Jesus do. We have to guess what he would do, try and discover it. Whereas, if we just think, what does the other person want us to do? What would they really like us to do? If I was in their shoes, what would I want done? That is the golden rule. That can be very helpful. And Jesus said it sums up the whole of the New Test- Old Testament law. Wow, that's quite something to say that, just how important that is. So, so the disciples, on the, I'm doing that shortly. It needs a sermon on its own, but I've been told to keep it short. So... <laughs> So the disciples on the hillside all those years ago were being called to active growth. Today, so am I and so are you. But it is so easy to stop asking and seeking and knocking. So what's, what's the main concern in your life at the moment? What's kind of hanging over you? What is it you? I can guess with some people here what they are. For most of you, I can't. But are you engaging with God regarding that concern? Are you really engaging with God? Jesus said, ask. He said, seek. He said, knock. Knock. Keep coming after me. You can trust that God is good. The promise from the lips of Jesus himself is that as you do that, seeking good, you'll receive, and you'll find, and you'll enter. So you may need to set aside some week time this week, or even today, just to do that. Just take that concern that's on your mind and you haven't actually talked to God about, and do it. Just, he's a good father. He's waiting. Engage with him. Let's pray. Father, you know how we uh, get so distracted from you. Uh, We get so far away in many ways from the life you want us to live as we get involved in the different things that are on our mind. Some are very selfish pursuits, some are not. But we still just kind of uh, move away from you. Help us to learn how to engage with you. Help us to learn how to move forward spiritually, not to plateau and not to fade away from where you want us to be so that we have a joy in your presence and excitement as we see you work and as we get glimpses of your answers. And we pray these things because of the encouragement of Jesus. In his name. Amen. Thank you for listening. 
We hope today's teaching provided you with life-changing truth and valuable insight. We hope you've learned of some practical steps forward in your spiritual journey, whether you're finding Jesus for the first time or you have been following him for years. Do you know someone who would be encouraged by what you heard today? We invite you to share this podcast so they can be encouraged too. For more information or to ask more questions, you can connect with us through our website, ericksoncovenant.ca. You can also find us on Facebook by searching for the Erickson Covenant Church.